Welcome back to the Waffling Tailors podcast. This is part two of our three-part end-of-year special, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, let's call it that, yeah. uh, We like that. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully, you've listened to the first half. If you haven't, then this will be very confusing for you. Part two hype! <laughs> exactly, so <laughs> probably go back and listen to that one first, maybe before this one, but hopefully, depending on how good our master editor here is, it should be pretty good. So, without further ado, let's get back into it. What was we talking about again? Squidgy, what have you been playing this week, this month, whatever? <laughs> I went with a good friend of mine, Ike, and we went to a game store where I usually find more, the more of the out obscure. there and obscure yeah. games, because I'm a big fan of obscure games, they just make me laugh. And I, I saw the front cover of this box, and it's basically just five girls with heavy weaponry, right? Hang on, hang on, you missed a the word there, five... What? School girls with heavy weaponry. Right, and it just caught my eye, and I thought, well, "What's going on here?" Because they all look really innocent, but they've got a, a lot of heavy weaponry. And I picked it up, and I looked at the back, and it said, "It's in the world of Onishambara." Onishambara. Onishambara. Yeah. Onishambara. Let me get the pronunciation right. Pronunciation right. Now I've played Onishambara games before, and they've been so fabulously stupid and over the top that I had to get it. It was the last copy, and I loved it. It's just, I got it. And I, I, I came home, I, I put it in, and I, I'll be honest, I got all the way to the last stage on it, because it's mission-based. I'm glad we're the game. <laughs> Would you stop lowering the tone? Seriously. What tone? Splicey, spicy. Splicey, spicy. <laughs> choppy, choppy. Um, and I just, I love the fact that it's so fabulously stupid, over the top. It doesn't take itself seriously. You know, it's, it's about five schoolgirls who are trained to be hunters. And the whole world goes to pot, and there's zombies everywhere. And they're just, they're, they're taking these zombies out like it's nothing. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. There seem to be the only five left. And it's like five people who, four of the, the five, know each other in a roundabout way. One of them's like a Japanese idol who's been in movies. So she's she's very up herself with her ego. And it's basically, yay, friends forever with zombies. Stop looking like that. Yay, friends forever with zombies. And they build up this massive friendship by the end. And they essentially turn into like, a power group, you know, and um, so essentially they're like one of those K-pop groups. Essentially, yeah, and they, they go power through Rangers like powers. The, 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 the different learning arts. Well, I I just like Power Rangers were good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they go through like different story arcs of them learning certain things. You know, one one of them learns that to rely on themselves because they're stronger than they think. One of them learns to not be as selfish. One of them, who's got the ego, the power trip, learns that they can actually have friends. So it goes. One like of them that. learns that the the hero they were looking for was inside them all along. Yes. <laughs> the hero inside That's a no, second DM, uh, DMC, I think. That's it. I just want to take a moment and just explain what Oni Chamberlain means. Yes, because I don't actually know. I've so, played the other games. Is, is, is this going to be a good explanation? But the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the other games revolve around, apart from one character, mostly it's um, like sword play. So it's, it's two words. Would you stop looking like that? So, it's two words, right? Seriously. He's got a bit of a... Uh, incredulous. Yeah. Incredulous, I like it. <laughs> so, One Chambara is two words. It's obviously Japanese. One, you would say, like, One-chan. One, one, one means, chan Yeah, means big sister. 
Um, and Chambara is a genre of storytelling that is, if you were to go watch a Chambara film, you would more than likely watch a samurai movie. So, so, sorry, wrong no, problem. That's glowing. That's right. <laughs> He's um, glowing again, something again. inside so, him. So, <laughs> that's fine now, it's because my phone's lit up, you see, that's where I was going. So, so One Chambara means big sister sword fighting or... So, so Chambara, Chambara story is like uh, the Seven Samurai, mm. the Mag- which was then remade as the Magnificent Seven, or uh, the Hidden Fortress, which was remade as Star Wars, or um, or any 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 film that is sa- except for the Last Samurai. Any fa- <laughs> any sort of samurai, I'm doing the finger across there. Film is a Chambara film. It's something to. It's like usually a period setting, not always, but so it's, it's big sword sister fighting. Samurai. Big sister, Essentially, yeah. Big sister sword fighting, I would say. So, so what I'm going to do is, Kaprogman's going to read most of the back of the box, but I'm going to get B to read the first line of it, because I think he won't be able to do it without cracking up. It just B, okay. if you could just read that top line there, just the, and then pass the, the box to, to Kaprogman. So just the top line, without cracking up if you can. Lose the clothes, save your life. So that's wrong. the beginning of so, the bump. He, he actually said it without cracking up, but he's got a massive smile on his face. I might add. That. Oh well, yes, because of how ridiculous that line is: lose the clothes and save your life. As, yes, as, as I stated, we the have game is for that. The game is fabulously stupid. It is. It is bonkers. I haven't played it yet myself, but I saw you playing it earlier on, and it it looks bonkers. I, I have, I'll, I'll, I'll go more about like the gameplay stuff in a second. But I have a friend in the industry who may be interested in that game just for his video series, which I will point it out to him. It is nice. absolutely bonkers. So the Mention rest, us, won't you? Oh, yeah. the, the, Sorry. The <laughs> sentence, so on the back of the on the back of the box in the bump, there is that line: Let "Loads the clothes, save your life." And then it says, "The survival story of five high school girls set in the world of Onichambara." So that's fun. But yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about it, Squidgy. Um, so, oh, sorry. Tell us the name. We've said all of this and we haven't even said the names yes. again. So the, the, that isn't the actual name of the game. The name of the game is School Girl Zombie Hunt. Yes, School Girl Zombie And it's set in a universe Hunt. where they're in a high school and they're actually trained in heavy weaponry. So each each one of the school girls, I can't remember the name of them for the life of me, but each one of the school girls specialise in a certain type of weaponry. So you've got like the leader who's trying to keep everyone together and they specialise in handguns. Then you've got the one who can't find the courage inside themselves to be the person that they need to be. The assault rifles. You've got the the very girly girl, very young um, lass who's specialised in SMGs. You've got the idol who's very egotistical. So who, I'm, I'm, just have, I'm just glad you said SMGs and not something else with an S and an M. <laughs> You're the so one that mentioned that. So for so people who don't know guns, SMG, submachine gun? Submachine gun, okay. yes. It's an abbreviation. Oh, so the, the idol who's very egotistical has got a shotgun and knows martial arts. Mm-hmm. And the other one who's, who thinks that she has to hold the team together and has to have everyone rely on her, not realising that everyone can rely on themselves, is a sniper. And you, you, you're forced to play as different people on different stages. And if you play multiplayer, if, well, I haven't found anyone who's playing this. Probably, <laughs> probably the exact reason why. I, I, think I, why. <laughs> I feel like you're the only person outside of Japan who plays this game. Well, not just me. Ike's going to get it as well. Um, at the but, moment. At the moment, yeah. That's but, why you've got what's called privacy settings. <laughs> <laughs> privacy settings. Be, one of the blood colours is white. That's all I'm going to say. So, <laughs> And it always been since the beginning one. I'm just going to skate over that real quick. Yeah. So, so <laughs> move, move right on. So, so you're forced to play as each character in turn. And once you play their specific level, you can play as anyone. 
and there's there's secret things to find. There's different types of clothing to find because you can close them in different things. There are microtransactions for um, different bikinis, but I won't mention them because I just won't. Um, you already did, but carry on. <laughs> well, I won't go into too much detail. One of the big selling points, I'll say selling points, one of the big things of the game that it makes a big thing about is most of your enemies or the things you're killing are male. And you're playing as a schoolgirl. So even though it's going to cut your defence to virtually nothing, one of the things you can do if you touch the touchpad, you can fling your clothes in front of you to distract the zombies. You get 10 I seconds just, worth of distraction. I just want to caveat that by saying you throw your school uniform at them. Yes. So the Sorry. character is still in bra and panties. Yes. With I heavy machines. that makes it better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, because I don't know if that makes it better, Because obviously if you say I throw my clothes at you, then I'm running around naked. Yeah. So well, I just not. wanted to caveat that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one of the things you can do. I, I even got to the worst bit, B. Just bear with me. That's one of the things you can do, right? And it gives you like 10 seconds worth of distraction for the male zombies only. The females will still go for you. The zombies! I know, bear with me. Bear with me. They shouldn't have sentience, I know. But it's Japan. Just, it's Japan. Fabulous is stupid, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things you can do about halfway through the game, you realise that, well, I realised that when you went to, you can select different underwear. Why not? Because I had a look. And you get a counter for how much time you're in the underwear. Here's the, here's the worst bit, but B's already looking bad. You can use underwear that you've been wearing as a trap. So you can equip it, <laughs> stay where you Jesus are. Jesus Christ. Right? You, can, you can have it as an item and you can throw it and I think you get about 30 seconds worth, right? This is in-game. I haven't used it. I just want to go on to blast zombies. So, so, so what you're saying is you can take your used underwear and throw it as a distraction. Throw it at the enemies... And they will rush towards your used underwear. There is no part of this that... Giving Japan, you, ladies and gentlemen! Giving you time to run away yeah. and presumably heal or reload or regroup or something. Mostly reload. Yeah. So before all this, I was going to say, before we got into the, the underwear, <laughs> I was going to say, so it sounds a bit like Dynasty Warriors in a way, in a sense. Well, yeah, if, if, if you're playing as different characters yeah. and um, things like that. Where's my train of thought? So underwear, zombies. Somewhere near the underwear. Um, <laughs> somewhere near the underwear. Yeah. Um, but the, the game is split up into stages. You get different types of stages. So you might have get to a destination, find the thing, eradicate the thing, defend your base, that kind of thing. Be shaking his head completely. This is why I got this game. It's fabulously stupid. It doesn't take itself serious. It's over the top. Seriously, sorry. It, it's completely over the top. I knew with playing the previous titles what it was going to be like. And I just love playing it. He, his head's in his hands right now. He just can't believe it. So, okay, so... Okay, uh, hang on, right. How can we justify this? Throwing I'm not justifying anything, I love playing the game. Putting to one side the throwing of your school uniform at the end. <laughs> yeah, and, very questionable content. And putting to one side the throwing used underwear at the end. Well, it has got a 16 rain. Yeah. And there's a school girl, so I just want to point that out. So, so they are underage. No, not one of them is under 18. Right. In the Western release. So right, in, in that's what I was just going to get to. <laughs> so, I never said that. So that put, was them two. I never said that. Putting those bits to one side... No, well, they wouldn't, they, you wouldn't be allowed to release that's them. That's what I mean, yeah. They, they actually so, uh, changed the ages of... Is it Persona? It's Persona, isn't mm-hmm. it? Persona, um, uh, a couple of the characters have had their ages shifted up. Yeah, mm-hmm. because of that exact reason. So putting all of that to one side, the school uniform, the used pants, all of that kind of stuff, is the game fun? Yes. Is the game bonkers? Yes. 
Tell us about that part of the game, right, not okay. the underpants. <laughs> so I, I, I will mention one really quick thing before I go into the actual gameplay. The more you get attacked, the more your clothes degrade. So at a certain point, hang on, <laughs> stay where you are. So your clothes rip. That so, make, yeah, but that makes sense though. Yeah. So at a, a, a certain point, I'm not saying it's worthwhile, but at a certain point, there's there's no there's there's nothing you're going to gain for for keeping those clothes on because you can pretty much see stuff. You see the underwear. So you might as well just throw it and use it as a distraction. So moving on. So moving on. The Tell game me plays, about the, game. The, the gameplay is very much um, third person, bang, bang, shooty. Shoot the thing, go to the destination. But it's it's very... I like it because it was... Considering the games I was playing recently, it was a breath of fresh air. It had that insanity factor of it, of the, this whole friendship is good story in a zombie apocalypse. It, it's, it was a very massive breath of fresh air and I pretty much mainline the game till I got to the last stage because it's got RPG elements as well so you got to level up you get like more stamina and health and stuff um, it had those elements I got right to the last stage on blind luck and then realised that I couldn't complete the last stage because I was getting my butt kicked so I had to go back on levels and, and get more stamina and health try and find different weaponry because there's all sorts of different weaponry you can get um, to try and do the last level which I did today and I completed it yeah. I've just got the other two difficulties to go through and all the extras to find um, but it is a it's I can't see you playing it for more than a couple of days it would be more if you want to find all the unlockables and stuff and really go out to complete like hard and insane mode it's one of those games where you can just pick up if you don't mind set parts of the content you pick up shoot stuff there's zombies to kill and then it's it's a nice distraction for a couple of days uh, it's certainly something if you put it on if no one's ever played a game like that just pass on the pad and watch the reactions it's brilliant for that so would it be something that you could pick up for the 20 minutes and put back down again? Yes, because it's, be, it's all mission-based. Would that be your preferable way to... Uh, aside from the fact that you mainlined it over the past yeah, few days. Yeah, If you had a choice, you would play this... Yeah, in, I, I would, like... Um, if, if I was playing... If it was in the middle of two games where it was, like, massively epic, so, like, say, for example, if I was if I picked up Witcher and then I picked up, like, Fallout 4 again, if I was flipping between them two, I would play that in, in the middle. Um, okay. Just have a bit of insanity to clear my mind before you know. Mm-hmm. Have, have a bit of a laugh before going on to the more serious games. Um, it's it's definitely one way you can just pick up, play a few missions, and then come back off it again. Okay. Um, kind of like if you're in between serious games and you just want to go in and batter the crap out of something, you might pick up a, a fighting game like Street Fighter or okay. you know that kind of thing. Um, but moving away from the slightly questionable content, yes, I, I so. recently I've been playing. I picked up. Um, the two new DLC for Resi 7. And that would be so, Not a Hero and End of Zoe. Yeah. Now, Not a Hero, there's, there's, it's not the same voice accent. It looks nothing like Chris Redfield. But I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I mean, it, there's, it's it's very linear. If you can't go here, try somewhere else. If you can't go there, so, try somewhere else. You know. Um, is it actually Chris Redfield? Because obviously... The it end, is Chris Redfield. So, spoiler for Resident Evil 7, right at the very end, um, a BSA agent grabs you by the hand and picks you up because you're late. You've been blasted onto your backside. Mm-hmm. You're laying on the floor. Grabs you by the hand, lifts you up, and says, "The name's Redfield." Yes. And obviously, yeah. the internet went mad. It's yeah. Chris. Brilliant. So it is actually Chris. It Redfield. is actually okay. Chris Redfield. And you're sent in. I don't want to spoil Resident Evil Seven too much. As, as Ethan, one of the family members that you see, he, he you don't find him at the end of the main game. Mm-hmm. He sort of disappears. And Chris and his group, who are part of Umbrella now, who want to atone for past mistakes, um, they go in and um, 
what what they're doing is Chris is sent in to find this guy, and not only is he very skeptical of Umbrella, who he's working for, because he was a BSA agent, but he's sent in and he knows that this family member is very good with deception and traps and um, just creating insane situations. And playing through the main game, I genuinely felt playing Resi Seven. I, I felt rushes at certain points. Um, first time I played it because it's it's sort of oh, I'm just gonna get I've barely got any health. Run through, just try and get through, and what have you. Playing through it again, I just, it's like a walking simulator. It's bashed stuff out of the way. Resident Evil Seven, not a hero, was you're genuinely not given enough ammunition to kill everything yeah. at all. You've got to rush through lots of parts of it. You've got to be aware of the traps around you. And you've got to think on your feet very much. It's sort of like a very action-oriented instead of horror. Can we check, has, has everyone in this room completed Resident Evil 7 minimum? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, cool. Yes. cool. Just, just, um, just want to check. Yes. I'm, I mean... I, I don't want to spoil who you're going after. Well, that's what I'm going to say. It's just, I don't know, I, th- I think, especially the way you think, I, I think, I think it's fair game for the main game of Resident 7 at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair enough, I can understand the... Okay, the so for, for the next five seconds... Yeah, right. I'll give people a warning. I'll give people well, a warning. Well, hang on. Right, what I'll do is I'll note down the timestamp mm. and I'll say if you want, if you don't want Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil 7 DLC spoilers, skip ahead to the section. I'll put it then in I can the really in talk the, about Yeah, in the, in the description. So I'm going to mention not so we'll um, skip, Ender Zoe as well. So what I'll do is I'll put a timestamp for when you talk about any other games or when we switch Okay, so, so it just feels like it's hard to mention a lot of aspects yeah. of Not a Hero and. Um, and so, without discussing at least the story of the main game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so spoiler alert coming on. Eight months old. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So wait, the not a hero story. You 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 play as Chris Redfield and you go in after Lucas mm-hmm. because you don't find out what happens to him in the main game um, after your encounter with him with the trap room. So you go in and after him, and Lucas is very very. He's pushing his luck. He's very cocky, um, and he's not scared of Chris and his crew. He puts up a lot of traps. There's a new type of moulded which you cannot actually attack until unless you get specific type of ammunition, and it's very hard to find that ammunition. And what you don't realise is about halfway through, you need to have saved it up because there's a boss battle, <laughs> and you're timed in this boss battle, and you've got to be very. It took me like four attempts to do it. It's a classic Resident Evil sort oh, yeah. of method, yeah. isn't it? They give yeah. you a boss battle that's like. Here's the boss battle, and we're going to time you. Here's the boss battle, it's timed, you should have saved up ammunition. We're not going to tell you needed to. Yeah, you, know. you can think of that as the standard sort of training system. All, all video games have a training system. Yeah. Like, nowadays it's explicit in most games at the beginning, is it like a tutorial level? Yeah. But I, I you get it, told how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You get told, use this for this. Yeah. And that sort of telegraphed to you early on. And then everything else happens. Like, it's like a Chekhov's gun in a film. Right, you'll see it's something very important happens on screen, or something very important happens and it is displayed on screen for a very short amount of time at the beginning, and then you are told the story, and then it comes. Oh look, we have to use the gun, or we have yeah. to use this shoe. You know, yeah. And, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. And that's why. I think arguably you could say Resident Seven, the main original game, had a sort of uh, similar setup in terms of you're saying that they didn't tell you, they don't tell you that you need to save your ammo. In a similar way, you could argue that the same could be said for Jack in Resident Evil 7 because you're not told explicitly that he's invincible mm, um, no. when you first meet in the first, first few encounters with him. and that you're No, because as far as you know, you kill him in the first... Exactly. He kills himself in the first... Night. And I know plenty of people who went for that garage fight in, yeah. in the, in the, in the in, with, with, with Jack wasting all their ammo on him before oh, yeah. they run around and... Oh, I did that. I, I did that, yeah. Yeah, using any, any weapons. So... 
I completely, completely get what you're saying, from, uh, saying, but I think that the in terms of the, the not being told that you're supposed to save your ammo, but I think that's also kind of it's not an assumption that the game's making, but a sort of remember that nothing's what you expect, and you should probably be saving your ammo yeah. anyway. Mm. Well, it's, it's not just I, I know a lot of people that came to Resident Evil Seven yeah. as the first Resident Evil, so it was a nice like training art for them. But people who've played Resident Evil in the past, they saw the signs of we're, we're getting exactly. a bit more ammunition now. There's a bit more of this, there's a bit more of that, there's got to be a boss coming There were a lot of winks. You know, there was a lot of winks, a lot of hints. Um, and the the ending battle especially, um, when you fight Lucas, I found that very satisfying. And I don't say that about Resi very often, because the ending battles are either incredibly difficult or so easy it's unreal. So not a hero, is it definitely more action-focused? It's more action-focused, but there is suspense and there are traps that you've got to avoid. There's, if you do things a certain way, um, you'll lose. So and then you got to, it'll take you back to like a previous checkpoint, and then you got to do it again. Presumably, Chris, with his background, he's a more capable fighter. Than oh yeah, he's he's Ethan very capable. In the main game. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's not as if you're just thrown in in the deep end. You're given um, like the the West Coast, the Albert One, which is your your enhanced pistol. You get a new shotgun, which is called an Albert Two Thor, I think Thor, and it's very high powered shotgun, um, which is the, the like the next gen from Albert One. You, you've got like a knife and you've got grenades as well. You get a certain type of grenades, you get different um, ammunition types which you use with the pistol, which you flip around. And the, the, the ending boss for that was very satisfying. Uh, in Ender Zoe, you play as um, Zoe's uncle, so Jack's brother. Yeah. I can't remember his name for the life of me. And it, but it revolves around if you played the main story and you chose... The good ending, essentially. Zoe, you, you, you didn't choose Zoe, you chose... <coughs> Mia. Mia. Ethan chose Mia, so his, his wife. And Zoe was left to fend for herself. And you find out that in the main story, she was left to fend for herself for about three weeks. And then Evelyn turned her into Crystal. A new type of... of mold? Well, mold, yeah. I'll say mold. And what happens is, um, when Chris goes in with the Umbrella Forces, two of the Umbrella Forces find Zoe, and they want to help her. But obviously, Zoe's uncle thinks that... They've done it to her. So he beats the crap out of them because he's not a, he's, he's not a fan of weaponry. He drags one of them away and he, he tries to help Zoe. And he tries, he's, he's saying to the Umbrella Forces, what's happening? What have you done to her? And he, this guy who was handcuffed to the floor keeps saying, it's not us, please. You know, there is a cure. Go find it. Now, the unique thing about this DLC is that you're unarmed. It's, mm. it's, like, it's like the Knuckles in Doom. I, I never smiled so much in my life when it said one-two punch combinations. He's a puncher. Oh. His name is Joe, by the way. Joe, yeah, sorry. thanks for that. Thanks for that, B. And you, you just, the only other weaponry you've got is a spear or a steak bomb. It's still not just a steak bomb in the game. But you use a spear for, to try and stealth things from a distance, but you're punching the it's crap out of things. A, it's a melee focus oh, DLC. I, I had a massive smile on my face. I, I went through that DLC twice just for that. Would you say this is an action-oriented one as well? Oh, yeah. There, okay. there is a certain amount of stealth in it. Because mm. if you have multiple enemies coming at once, you can get surrounded very easily, so you got to try and separate them. You can stealth attack. Um, you pick up, instead of like weaponry and all the rest of it, you pick up little voodoo dolls, boxing effigies, and that boosts your own attack power. Mm. And they're all over the place, so you can find a lot of them. Um, you, you fight things like molded, new molded. You have to go against uh, crocodiles as well. Would which if they catch it, they'll kill you. Would you say the new DLC is more of the classic horror that uh, Resident Evil 7's main game had, or is it back to the more of the Resi 5, 6 uh, it's, of, of, of 
I'd, I'd say it's more of five and six. It's got mm-hmm. the action orientated of five when they see you, and six for it tries to lean on horror, but it's not suspenseful. Yeah, it's not really. Oh my god, what's going to happen? It's they see you. What we're going to do? Right, I'm going to have to backtrack. You have to think. It's like panicky mm-hmm. horror, but yeah, I mean, you, you've got like you still got like the chemicals so you can create your bombs, and you've got like wood and and scrap metal so you can create your um, spears. There's not too much sort of puzzle-wise. It's more sort of do this thing and then do that thing. And again, with the spoilers, but you find out that there's a a new moulded type that you have to fight and it keeps regenerating. And you find out later on that it's actually Jack um, from the main game. He survived somehow. And the ending of it is you've got Joe and Jack. Now, Joe, you get like a power gauntlet. Yeah. And it ends up that the bake, Baker, I can't believe I can't I couldn't remember that earlier on, but the Baker household has been quarantined, cordoned off. Right. And Jack has taken Zoe from you because you found the antidote. Yeah. And he takes you to the main house. So Zoe's like thrown to one side and she's like unconscious. And in the main hall, it's brother versus brother. Mm-hmm. And Joe's saying, you can never take me in a fight, I'm going to end you. And you've got the certain tactics in the fight. And there's something so brilliant about you charge up a gauntlet when he's on one knee and you punch him in the face you just punch yeah. him in the face because oh, it's just awesome I loved it I loved every second of it once I did it I went back and did it again <laughs> yeah. I know that's a bit spoiler too far to sorry but it's um, it's a very I mean we did say though I'll put a yeah. timestamp in so yeah, people can skip ahead so. but both of the DLC has very satisfying boss battles yeah very I just it just it did make me smile um, it really did um, but I, I will say one thing about the, the not hero thing before we move on quickly. Um, in the main game, apart from in the beginning where you see Lucas have his hand cut off and then he's got his hand later on, you never really see him mutate at all. Like Marguerite, you see she turns into a giant bug. Yeah. Jack, he turns into various things um, and blows his own head off just to prove a point. Lucas, you never see him mutate. Mm-hmm. In the not hero thing, he mutates to an epic degree near the end. Yeah. It's it's not one of those things where how am I going to kill this? You know, oh my god, I'll just have to pump round after round into him. You do see a weak spot, and you just go for that. I think it's implied in the story of Seven, probably in the like optional files and stuff, that Lucas was not reluctant to take the the stuff, but he was more subtle about it than the others and wasn't taking as much. Well, it's it's brought into it with the uh, the DLC. And that's what I say. I think that's why you don't see him. Daughter's DLC, I think it is, it's where it. you actually play Zoe and you're trying to escape. Yes. There's two separate endings, one where you actually escape and yeah. one where you find out the, the story behind Evelyn. Yeah. And instead of going straight for the escape point, you've got to go all the way to the, the attic, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's where you've got to dodge Lucas, but you see each family member being dragged off. Yeah. And given mm. the gift, so it starts off with the father who tries yeah. to kill you. If he catches you, he'll kill you. Then the mother, when you try and sneak by her, she says, "Get the keys and go." And she's trying to fight it while you're trying well, to escape. In seven, in again, this is in like the the, the thing you file, so you, yeah. it's it's kind of optional content. You've you find out that uh, Umbrella was not Umbrella. You find out a company, the company that feed Evelyn, that created Evelyn, was actually uh, using Lucas to keep tabs on the rest of the family. So ah. Lucas wasn't taken over by Evelyn, so she actually managed to hide from her for long enough. And I'll then... be perfectly honest, when I played Resi- Resident Evil 7, I didn't look too much at the files, because I was I was so driven to complete it and find out through That's what the story was telling me. I'm not saying that, I didn't want to read the files, but 
I was more driven yeah. to actually find out what the story there, was to there tell. There was a lot of information in those files that you're thinking would probably have served better to be in the game. But one, one of the things I found is that when you read the files, it doesn't pause the game like other Resident Evil no. do. And yeah. most of the files you find are in areas with, with the enemy, the moulded or whatever enemy it is. And once I go in and there's a file on the desk or there's something hurtling towards me, I'll take care of that and I'll move on. I just mm. forgot completely. So basically, Lucas was like a mole for, ah, right. <coughs> for the whichever company created Evelyn. Um, in, in the Not A Hero DLC, he is working for a company and he is, he is trying to develop the, it's called the White Mold. Yeah. You don't actually find out what company he's sending it to. So you find out he's sending the research data to a company, he's interrupted. Yeah. And then, obviously, we don't know. They just say, we're, we're looking into it because it's all encrypted. Well, this is why I say this is also why we, you don't see Lucas mutate much in Seven. It's because, literally, he was faking that he was under mind control by Evelyn. He managed to fake and trick Evelyn into thinking that she was mind controlling him, mm. but he wasn't actually mind controlling So it was, it was an act then. Him yeah. being nuts yeah. was an act. So, so he technically wasn't effective in inverted commas at all, mm. except he had enough just to use as the medical uh, in the medical sense that they yeah. have learned for when for example when uh, Jack chopped his hand off at the table so he wasn't fully taken over by the spores but he was he still sort of affected yeah. by him so when after what, the events of Leslie Seville and in for, for Not a Hero that's when he presumably is like right well I'm, I'm a bit screwed now I'm not going to need back up and thingy let's get all these spores into me and get more mm. what I will say is Previous Resident Evil games, sometimes when you complete them, you don't really get a sense of completion. Some things are up in the air. In Resident Evil 7, you've got a sense of closure because in Not a Hero, it leads nicely into um, End of Zoe. And at the end of Zoe, it closes the story from the main game. Again, I don't know if you're going to play this uh, B or or a program, but what happens is at the end of it, you... Zoe's administered with the cure and Chris wanders up with a, a phone and said, it's a phone call for you. It's and, Ethan, and it's Ethan and he said, I told you I'd send help. Mm. I promise you. Okay. you know, because so, obviously if you choose the, the canon the ending... The Baker story, from what I hear, but mm. that's, it still leaves open the ongoing Chris Umbrella saga. Yeah. But the, the Chris Umbrella we don't know yet, but it's sort of, it's there. And... Um, that's like the new bit. The Baker bit's completely closed off. Yeah. You know, Zoe's fine. Don't know what's going to happen to her, but she's got her uncle. You know, and Ethan sent help for... Because yeah. Mia would have... It's closed off yeah. as far as the Resi closes everything Yeah, <laughs> which they never do. Exactly. You know, I, I will say that um, even though the DLC and the clusters separate bits of story, end of Zoe and not Hero don't end on explosions. Although main stories <laughs> always do. <laughs> There's always an explosion. You know. Um, but I've been playing that and I, I, I enjoyed them um, you've, I mean for the file size it's a bit big and you only get maybe just over an hour out of them if you know what you're doing you run through it's like 40 minutes um, mm. but it is a lot of fun both of them I enjoyed End of Zoe more just for the fact that you're beating the living snot of everything you see back from the crocodiles so um, it comes yeah. oh yeah and you, 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 <laughs> different combinations do different things so you can either punch harder or you can punch quicker to knock them back. Or it's it's just I had a lot of fun. Um, I can imagine, I can imagine a lot of people playing that through VR, throwing the move controls across the room, not realizing, <laughs> or you know throwing the shoulder out <laughs> quite easily. Um, it's a shame you can't just nut them. That would be fun. <laughs> 
So I'll say this about Resident Evil 7, right? I told you about this the other day, Squidgy, right? Mm-hmm. And Capcom, if you're listening, you can have this idea for free, right? Also, Capcom, if you're listening, let us know. Yeah, please, leave a comment. <laughs> like and subscribe. All that good stuff. Yeah. We do it. What's happening with Resident 2? Come on. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, well, no. Resident yeah, 2, exactly. come on, come on, right? come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Capcom, if you're listening, which it would be ace if you are, or if someone who knows someone who works for Capcom is listening, my uncle works for Capcom. Tell them this, right? What would be ace is if you could play maybe the first forty-five minutes to an hour of the first Resident Evil with the Resident Evil Seven engine. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Considering that the first game, the first Resident Evil game, was meant to be first person. You can play Resident Evil on HD. I've seen a HD remaster. I've seen like the first three minutes. In first person, someone's done a mod. Yeah, a mod, fine. Um, yeah, but that's a separate engine. What yeah. I'm saying is, yeah, in the Resident, Resident, Resident Evil Seven engine, because yeah, no. Resident Evil Seven <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah, because one one is um, one HD rather is in the MT framework, I think. And yeah, Seven's HD is in the RE engine, the new RE engine. Yeah, it's a specific RE engine. So, specific. You know, specific. So um, that's what they need to do, if I mind money. That's what they need to do. Sort of like a separate DLC where you play it the first hour. So yeah. much of the story. Or we could do it like episodes. Even, yeah, like chunks, like build up to Resident Evil 2 re-release, the remake. I, I'm i suspecting 2 re-release is going to be an episodic chunk. I don't care. If, if they release it in a similar fashion to Revelations <coughs> 2, I will be happy. Mm. That was separated into four over a month. Mm. Bit, bit of a random tangent. Okay. What do you, what do you make of... Um, Resident Revelations 1 and 2 on Switch oh, um, that was in the previous episode ah. yeah so go listen to the episode don't ask me now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listeners, go listen My to fault. the other episode we're not going to talk about it now we can no. if you want I mean you asked the question no, so it's, it's, I don't mind um, just briefly just briefly Revelations 2 I've spent more time than I could admit on the Switch <laughs> including um, playing it when I was travelling on the train um, playing it when I can't be bothered to get out of bed I'll be perfectly honest because it's portable. Um, yep. I'm playing it when I get in from work. Solid port. It is a solid port. Yeah, um, you get all of the the microtransaction DLC that you don't get if you don't buy like the the full version, mm-hmm. uh, the the full like ultimate version. All that, so like your your storage space, so your storage space for like albums and stuff. It's bought within the game's currency on the shop. Yeah. So you can do that. Plus, there's a few extra bits and bobs to make the game a bit more fun in raid mode. Um, the first game I haven't got primarily because I'm still struggling with the HD port on the on the Xbox um, to complete Ghost Ship. Once I've done that, I'm sorted. I don't have to play it no more. The I primarily got the second Revelations 2 game because of the minigame. And I mentioned this, I'll quickly briefly go over it again. It's a single stage of like um, Ghouls and Goblins where you play this Barry and you go to a set destination, you, 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 you take down the boss, and then you start, start the round again, but you get more points. And points, what happens is your high score gets halved, and that goes towards gold and BP. And that's not a problem, but I did that <coughs> game about six times, and I bought all of the skills in the main game, making it incredibly easy. Nice. <laughs> so I breezed through that. But I've, I played a lot of raid mode, and I'm still playing it now off and on. Um, that is a, a lot of fun, but I'm trying to keep away from that because that, even though that's a port, it's not exactly a new game. <laughs> Separate my time between that and Skyrim, I try not to. So I'm trying to branch out to new things. But apart from that, I mean, I've got a few things to look forward to. I've got Mario Odyssey to start. I've got um, Rocket League. I've never played before. 
at all. I've got that on the Switch. Hopefully, B, if you could get that as well, or we could co-op. I bought it. Yeah, on the I Switch. Bought it on Switch. Oh, we'll play that before you right go. now. I can you can you only play against other people with the Switch? Because I've got it on nope. the PC. Uh, Switch is one of the few ones that actually does cross-platform multiplayer with the Xbox One and the PC. PlayStation is the only one that's not in the party. Yeah, Sony, what the hell's going on? Come on, Sony. What are you playing at? To be fair, it's probably some proprietary some some sort of real or something. Yeah, there's there's, there's Rocket League, there's uh, Mario Odyssey, I've got a a little indie game called Violet, which I've been wanting to get for a while. Speaking of indie games, I know like I've kind of already had my go, but I do want to quickly shout out for a game called Gogona. On the Switch, I saw that. What and is it? It's on. Um, it's on mobile as well. Is it Gogora or Gogoma? Gogona, I think. Right. Um, G- I want to say it's G O R O G O N A, but I'm not sure. It might be Goro Goa. Well, it's it's, it's on like the recent releases, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, recent what, releases. So. What I usually do is that when I put the show notes together, I list the games we talked oh, about. Like, yeah, link, so yeah. I'll put a link. So check the description. I will. Yeah. Check below the description. Check it because, you can, as I say, it's available on mobile um, for both iPhone and Android as well as the Switch, mm-hmm. and it's basic and it's on Steam, and it's basically a puzzle game. So. Gorogoa is a puzzle game that is out on the Nintendo Switch and on smartphones, both iOS and Android flavours, as well as Steam. Is it like, is it the Switch and Android one, is it like touchscreen? It is, it, there's touchscreen on, on, on both, uh, on, on the mobile versions. I assume there must be some sort of touchscreen if you're playing it on Steam with... Um, well, you, you can get with like a, with a yeah, touchscreen PC. So, you can get like touch monitors and like laptops I've, and stuff. Can't exactly, I, yeah. Like but I don't want that one to, to tell you. Basically, so it is a puzzle game, very much in the style of. Well, it's hard to say it's in the style of anything because it's a very unique, unique style. But it's a puzzle game that's very smart, just like you, Jonathan Blow's Braid or The Witness, so, just stuff like that. And basically, it's it has no it has a story, but it's not told in words. It's told in these. Gorgeously drawn pictures, and it's really hard to describe it without spoiling it. To say that it is a puzzle game where you are you manipulate these images, and you usually have four boxes. And when you look at these images in a certain way, you can manipulate them, and they do things. So, say for an example, that's quite early on, so hopefully not so spoilery. Say you've got an image of a boy looking at a window. You could then, for example, zoom in on the window so that the window comes a bit closer to the screen, and then you move that picture, and the square where the window is might stay there and reveal something under the window. Whereas you move that screen, so you move the section of picture, so it's a picture in picture thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like pitch, like sliding, sliding pictures to reveal. Really clever. Really makes you feel really smart. Some really clever uses of the puzzles and stuff. So you also have, for example. Say you've got you've got like a, a, a little scene of a wall with a ladder leaning against it that's yellow, and then in another another one of the pictures you've got a railway map. Now if you line up the railway and zoom in and zoom out and figure the railway so that the railway looks the same size as the train track, and then line it up so it's linked together, the railway the ladder becomes part of the train track and the train goes oh, on yeah. it, and that moves the train into another part of the picture which then lets you solve the next part. It's a really silly, uh, sillyly, sillyly is not a word, it's really stupidly clever in what it does, and it makes you feel really smart when you get these answers. It is a proper, and it's a really good sort of, for want of a better phrase, a toilet brain teaser, where you could play it on the, while you're sitting on the toilet, like yeah. a Sudoku or whatever, and, 
And it sh- it's short, and it won't take you too long to get through, probably about three or four hours. But it's just such a really, again, a really well-produced game. Is, is it one of those where if you just end up trying everything, you'll figure out the answer? It's not too brain teaser. Like, you just going to go, can't figure out, that's it, gone. Let's go to game facts, kind of thing. <sighs> is it one of those where if you try everything, some it'll work? No. I wouldn't say it's one of those ways trying to do sort of way. There is a definite logic to it, but so, the logic makes sense. But th- is the logic easy to sort of wrap your head around? Yeah, yeah. So it, you you get a new a new puzzle and you think I'll try this first and then that and that's what happened last time. So yeah, and the thing is, it's like it's a continuous story that runs through these puzzles. So it's not like you go through. It's not like you do a puzzle, then there's a bit of story, then you do another puzzle. It's just a continuation. It's a kind of continuation yeah, because like there's, there's no like dialogue. There's no words in it it's more like of a puzzle experience yeah and it's a re- yeah. but it's a really good experience and as, like, as short as it is you will have enjoyed that entire mm. experience from start to finish and it just it, like, it does that perfect thing that you want from a puzzle game where it makes you feel smart when you get it that smug oh. look of oh I just figured that out exactly oh yeah and yeah. it, I definitely recommend <laughs> recommend that for, for both like I say for smartphones and Switch mm. definitely worth one picking up Ooh. I'll definitely take a look. I'm not one for puzzle games. Um, not that I get frustrated easily, but it gets to a point where if I can't figure it out, I'll go, bah, I'll play something else. I'll, I'll go back to Schoolgirl Zombie Hunter, I'll, I'll just go beat the crap out yeah. of something. I just can't, nah. What you're saying, what you're saying about it, out, yeah. it's not that you try everything and get frustrated, but it's more that the um, it's obvious what you need to do. Yeah. So it's just figuring out how to do how to do it. So you're given a brief outline and you just gotta figure out how to do it. Yeah, so yeah. that that makes sense. It's just I've played a few puzzle games where it just went, off you go. Yeah. But what about off you go? To a degree it's, there is that because there was no instructions, it's I know, but it's you get you get a brief idea of what you're doing. You don't really even get that. Like you wouldn't know But it's it's sort of it's, unless you start fiddling. <laughs> I know, but Ooh, when, right. when you obviously start interacting and stuff, you, yeah. you get like an outline of, well, I've got to do this now, I've got to do the, that now. The first puzzle, again, this isn't really a spoiler, because it is literally the first puzzle, yeah. is so you've got a guy, I think he's standing on a ledge, and you've got to get him to a doorway on the other side, but he won't go through it until you put something behind that doorway, which is another scene, one of the other scenes. So you're going to move it across. Mm. Move it across. So take, get it uses yeah. layers, in yeah. just a lot of the puzzles have to do with layers, and layering yeah. things it's just yeah because yeah, like if, if there's I mean I'm, I'm not one for um, playing games where you, you get handheld tutorial wise because there's, yeah. there's a lot of that you definitely um, don't get handheld no I don't mean that I mean this, this, this is the yeah, sort yeah. of like the little tangent I'm going on I'm not one for complete handheld tutorial wise but there needs to be something yeah like a general direction or sort of like an idea um, I think this is why even though I've got them I can't no matter how much I try get into games made by from software mm. because mm. what it tends to do is you, it tells you the controls and it tells you go in that direction but that's it after yeah. that you're completely on your own you can you can talk to people in your base camp and there's certain things you need to do to move forward and you've got to completely do that on your own but it's sort of it's going right there's the world I'm off yeah H- hang on can you just give us no mm. off you go yeah. and I I think there should be tutorials mm. and a general idea of what you're doing and then go off on it instead of just going right there's the world there's the pad off you go and it it sort of it really <laughs> annoys me when games do that I'm not saying that Dark Souls games or From Software games annoy me that much but I've, I've talked to people about this and said yeah but games back in the day you just had the pad and you did it but games were a lot simpler back then run yeah. across the screen jump and fire things 
or race across a track or avoid getting hit. This is a game where you've got to dodge, you've got to manage um, inventory, you've got to do endurance, level up. It's an RPG. It's, it's the equivalent of getting Final Fantasy VII back in the day, not told you need a memory card. There's no book with it. You know, it didn't tell you what the controls were. You couldn't edit the controls. You know, and there was no linear story. It, there, was, there was no... It's like the beginning part if no one said anything. Mm. You'd end up finding out where you're going, but you'd have to explore to do it. There, there has to be some sort of tutorial, but too much is bad because it's too much hand-holding. And very little is also bad. I mean, I, I know a lot of people like that, you know, where you could figure out it by yourself. But I'm the kind of person that'll start Dark, start Dark Souls game fall for the same thing four times over. Mm. Fall to my death four times over before I talk to a friend and they say, you're not supposed to go there yet. You go this other way. What other way? The other way that's behind that thing. I didn't know I could go behind that thing. Weren't there any markings on the floor? No, nothing. Mm. I just kept going the same way, got stressed, got annoyed and played some else instead. Because mm. especially with Dark Souls games, I abject refuse to find a strategy guide for it. Mm. It's one of those games where I will, if I sit down, I'll work it out myself. But it, there's such an annoyance about yeah. it. You do get, I don't really want to use the phrase get good, but you do become more skilled and yeah. you learn to anticipate and do certain things. But it's that learning curve tends to be so steep right from the get-go. And there's, there's no sort of general hints or tips. I've never got into Dark Souls or that myself. Well, it's, 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 the, the learning curve's very, very steep. And it, it just seems like once you learn the learning curve, you're all right. Yeah. But I'd like a fighting chance. Instead of just going, I walk out and then something jumps you from behind. Well, you should have looked for that. I didn't know I was supposed to look for that. Hmm. I'm not saying you should explicitly tell me it's behind me, but if you said, there's things in there that can am- ambush you, right, I'll be more cautious. Instead of just going, bah, and it grabs you from behind. Hmm. You know, There's only so much of that I can take before I go, I'm going to play on something else. I need a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> I like difficulty, but I like difficulty where it seems fair. Dark Souls is fair if you put the time into it and learn it. But as a start, it's very unfair. Mm. I think especially if you're not used to it as well. If you Dark Souls games, I've, I have I mean, when Dark Souls 3 came out, was it 3? It was the recent one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the most three. recent one. Yeah, three. people who played Dark Souls went in it and completed it in 40 hours. Mm. They knew what to do, they knew what to expect. A complete novice goes in, don't have a clue. Mm. I was. I, I got stuck on the first boss. I'm not ashamed to say that, I got my book kicked. Didn't quite know how to do it, it didn't really tell you and... I had to get a friend to help me out with it, you know. Pretty much my experience with the first Dark Souls was getting my butt kicked on the first boss. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. I mean, it, it is doable, but it's one of those where you've got to learn, and it's having the time to learn. And especially with me, if if, if I've got to learn, and it's not being exactly... It gives me any sort of hint, and I have to learn from my mistakes. There's only so many mistakes you can make before you start repeating them. And you can't help but repeat them, because you get more annoyed. <laughs> And then it's a definite table flip moment. I've yeah. had enough of this. Bang! I'm gonna go play something I can win at. Yeah, which is a shame because I'd like to get into one, but it's sort of that curve. Plus, mm. if I wanted to complete it, I'd have to sit down and go at it for like a good yeah. month before I got it. Yeah, you know. And I'm not saying I've got. I mean, I've got a wall of games in front of me, but <laughs> there are different things I'd like to experience. Um, split my time up between like life things mm. and work and gameplay and whatever. And yeah. guitar things. You, you want me to mention it? Yeah, you can talk about the thing if you want. Okay, so read. Um, and it's kind of like a, it's not really it's, a game. It's it's, it's 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 more like rock band than anything. Have you seen this? Um, this is Ace. bees. Bees looking a bit weird. So it, chuck it over. And I'll just just for bees' benefit, I'll I'll actually I'll show him. Is it, okay, no, I'll so, so for the benefit of the listeners, 
Squidgy Whoa. Fidget has... Hang on. Hang Squid- on. Okay. So, uh, basically, everyone, he, he, we've got a guitar with Christmas lights going down the neck. Pretty much. Um, so, for the benefit of listeners, Squidgy Fidget has a thing called uh, Fret Zealot, which was... Yep, they've all lit up now. Uh, which is something that you That's got from, from Kickstarter? Yeah, it was it was something I found on Kickstarter, and I got in I got into this last minute because I found out about it last minute. I was like last day a lot of it. I mean, if you just tell uh, right. I got right into it now. It's having the same set of effects of me as yeah. the claw from the Toy Story movies on the aliens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was something that I I mean I've I've tried to lend guitar for a number of years, and I've got two three guitars. One's completely destroyed now because I I got it when I was very young. Um, but I've tried to learn, and I've always had a problem with looking at a book and then trying to put my hand in the right place and then strumming or watching a video of someone trying to explain to me. I have, I have similar problems. Yeah. With guitar playing, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. With, with, with everything in life in general, <laughs> with him. But um, I always have problems because my, my learning style is more get up and do it instead of being told about it or, or you, reading about it. You're a kinesthetic learner. Kinesthet- that's kinesthetic. That's a kinesthetic learner. And I found this, and it was it was brought to my attention very last minute, like the last day of it. If I'd known about this before, I'd have done it. And it was something to back, and it was a set of lights, and you, you with a device, you sync it up to a phone, or an Android, or an iOS tablet device, whatever, where the app's on it, and you can put the lights on the fretboard, and you put your fingers to the corresponding strings and strum, and it teaches you how to play. So it's slightly more technical description is it's um so there's led light strips that you place along the uh, along the the frets on the fretboard of the neck of a guitar yeah. that are connected to a bluetooth controller the bluetooth controller communicates with a specific app and what you can do is you can have the you can use the app to show you the chords or notes that are required to play a song and it teaches you to play the song by lighting up specific fret markers with different colors and the colors correspond to the different fingers on your hand so it shows you where to put your fingers to play the chords or whatever. It's really quite cool. Yeah, it's it's it's. Um, it makes you sound like a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> so if, if you've ever played something like Guitar Hero or a rock band where you've got like five fret buttons, mm. it's it's sort of similar to that because each fret button corresponds to a color, and you put your finger on the corresponding color. Mm. And because you've only got four fingers, um, you put well. I don't know about you. Well, on, on one hand, you've only got four fingers. <laughs> I've, I've got yeah. six on my third hand. Which is located somewhere else, but we'll go into that because you know the scientists are still after. It's like so, a tapir. Yeah. Um, well, well, it's vestibule. Yeah, it's something vestibule. like that. Anyway, well, it's prehensile. It's prehensile. It's, yeah, it's very hairy. Anyway, so you you put your <laughs> the look on his face. So you put your fingers on the corresponding colours and strum. And I need something like that because I can't look at a book and then try and put mine in the same place because I get frustrated after a while. But it was one of those where it was on Kickstarter. It was very last minute. I backed it. And it was called something else. I'm not going to mention what it was called because copyright reasons mm. or potential copyright reasons. I'm not going to call it. They changed it to uh, Fret Zealot. And I I attached it to a guitar that I've barely played and I'm hoping to change that. I put some new strings on. It was a pain to put on because it's sticky and trying to get it right way on it. But I've got that on. It lights up like a Christmas tree. I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. B's shaking his head. Why? What's up? I, no, I was just trying to restrain myself from... Making an innuendo about it's sticky and it goes all over. And, and he's trying to play it more. Just because I'm trying to play an axe with sticky stuff on it. Come on. A real axe, not an actual guitar. Yeah, that's probably why I was going wrong all those years. Yeah, I kept cutting myself as well. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> Steady on. But yeah, so that's that's something that I received just before, I mean, it's before Christmas now. Mm. So just before Christmas, I haven't got the time in the next couple of days to start 
trying to really go for it because obviously life stuff. But yeah, uh, for context, we're recording this on the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, so there's, there's Christmas a lot. Eve Eve. Ooh. Christmas Eve Eve is more commonly called or shopping bonanza. Late night shopping bonanza, whatever you want to call it. Retail Pocalypse. Retail Pocalypse 2. The sequel. Uh, there's that that I've got, and you know, I'm really looking forward to trying. I mean, my goal is to try and learn a song on it mm-hmm. within a year. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a long time, but it's not really. Mm. And uh, I tell you what, and if it all goes wrong, you can just put the lights on it in the middle of a concert and nobody would concentrate on it. I've got an idea. No, no, it's, like, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> if, if I can't get that and it all falls through and I decide not to do it, I don't need a Christmas tree. Exactly. I'll just turn it on and leave it. Because you've you got to charge the device anyway. I'll just plug it in, get it on my phone, and then just have all the colours on it because it's like rainbow colours. So I'll just Ooh. have it flashing. That's fine. It's it's can it's you, a very expensive Christmas tree. Can you program like, on like, any sort of combination of the lights? At the moment, no. They're all random. I, I can't actually pick a specific one because the app's very early. Right. In no. development. But I can. what I did was I circled random. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I would love to see I a circled random. Custom, then you can individual lights and then like draw on it. Because can you imagine like if while you're like playing, patterns and stuff. yeah, patterns and stuff like Triforce from Zelda. It's like just you're, you're thinking like a, a, like the like, musical highway from Rock Band, yeah, like, yeah, that exactly sort like, of like, like yeah, pixel art. You, you can have you can have like phone numbers running around. So like while you're going, you just like for a free pe- for pizza call oh eight hundred yeah advertising. So, don't, yeah, don't, you've got advertising space. Don't give the developers an idea because then... <laughs> developers are alright, actually. Because, Let's because be honest, then, though. The first thing that people are going to draw on that when they can is easy. a giant penis. Oh, right? oh, the go. <laughs> the problem I is... I the word penis, it's like medical. <laughs> but, uh, so it's a lot of other things. <laughs> exactly. You, you give the developers an idea and they'll run with it and then the next thing you know, you need to pay to not have adverts on your guitar yeah, while you're trying yeah, to play with yeah, it. True. Well, the, the thing is with the app that they said that it's very early days and the app was accessible like a month before we got it. Mm-hmm. But it was finally finalised. You can have the song lyrics going across Well, the yeah, middle. but the thing is your fingers are going to be in the way, aren't they? You'd be like, even so, because the fingers would be singing so fast, you'd still probably you, see most you, of it. You vastly <laughs> overestimate my abilities. The problem is, you can only put certain a certain amount of the words for Wonderwall across that. <laughs> Wonderwall. <laughs> just, just Wonderwall, man. Just Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, but, if you want to request free bed, F or. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, 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 the apps in like, early development, only mm. a few things on the app work. But the the learning the chords is quite good. It's a very cool idea. If, if you very... want to learn specific mm-hmm. songs, you get a pictorial representation of the fretboard and the strings, and it gives you like tablature. And what it does is you can do it slow or like at full speed, and you play along with it. Mm. And it's for, I, I I've I've only had a quick check because I've I've had like work to go to and what have you. But it's 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 very cool, and they're going to try and put a hell of a lot of more songs in there. They've only got a selection of about 20 at the moment, but the full songs. And you can play along with it, and you've got performance mode. And um, Can you can you imagine Slash um, going up on, on stage one of these things, doing the guitar solo to Welcome to the Jungle, and just going up the neck of the fretboarders, can the owner of the Renault 547 <laughs> as you have left your headlights on? You're, you're double parked in, in an ambulance zone. Yeah, um, to be fair, though, I've been, I, I had a, a longer player with it than you did Oh uh, yeah, because yeah, I was I was at work because I was writing a little a couple of little ditties with it, and it's it's really, really cool. The thing that stopped me is my my lack of skill because I can't do guitar. <laughs> that's, well, that's only been a problem. That, that, I, 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 no, but yeah. what I mean what I mean by that is yeah, like, like yeah. stretching my fingers across the hit 
Oh, four notes across four um, oh. across four frets Cause, cause in, the, in the lower frets. You know, it's, it's difficult, but it's really cool because it, it's showing it's you really precisely where to put yeah. your fingers to. It's, it's, it's a really good training. Just to explain, so, 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 so it's just this little box that's on top, sits on top of the fret, uh, the the what's the head the head of the guitar. Okay, it's, it's, it's it's connected via an audio cable to the actual LED strip. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stick a quick picture so you can see but obviously to, to me it's sort of like a game because it's an interactive thing and mm. I progress I see this as a game and if I say this I'll learn more if, if they can um, gamify it if you can tie it into a habit app a habit game app yeah um, gamify it you'll, you'll find I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it like a, a set amount of time per day to play it that would be cool for like a, a, a tie-in for, for like a Nintendo like you had little Mario coins going up the thing to again, it's a guitar hero. You, you saw the lights, right? You can't really get much detail out of five lights. So what we're saying, yeah. right? What we're saying is, Waffle and Taylor's 2018 podcast oh. retrospective. You want me to play a song? Maybe. Just, I'll do what I can. Just, just get, just get him to play the Final Fantasy. I can play, I can play that for you now. The thing is, Caprogman can play that. Caprogman can play that. I can play certain Zelda tunes, which is fair enough. And just, just bits that don't involve chords, I'm all right with. It's just chords I have trouble with. But that's what you've got to practice daily. But that's one of the things that I just thought And it was, it took. I think I backed it in February this year. February, March time, and mm. I got it in December, just before Christmas. So it took that long to develop it and fine-tune it, and they had a full team on it. I've backed other things on Kickstarter. Mm. Um, but it's it's really good because you don't have to go to like a massive company, pitch your idea, and get shot down and think, I've got a good idea. But yeah, the, that's I see that as a game. Um, it's definitely going to help me learn, uh, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> I'm really hopeful. Definitely hopefully. Um, definitely hopefully, maybe kind of sort of in the regional, that kind of thing. <laughs> Exactly. Multitasking, you see? That's exactly it. That we're, is... we're not multitasking, we're blokes. Yeah, men can't multitask. The only kind of multitasking I can do is think about something while scratching myself. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by G.H. See the show notes for more details.